Hi. Turn the lights down low. Get comfortable. Because you're listening to the Vaginal Report. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so very much for tuning in to the first official episode, but second episode technically, of The Vaginal Report. My name is Aubrey Tompkins, and I am here for your listening pleasure. Um, <laughs> so all jokes aside, I did want to start off by thanking everyone so much who listened to the first episode. Um, while I was greatly hoping for at least one or two nice listeners. I got a lot of you guys listening and that makes me really excited. Um, I can't, I'm trying to figure out how to work the whole iTunes thing. So I don't know how many of you listened on iTunes, but I do know how many of you listened on Podbean and I got 35 really good downloads and eight followers. Bam, bitches. Woo! Drops mic. Excitement. Awesome. Um, <laughs> thank you to my dad for that wonderful comment that he made. To anyone who might be listening in California, what's up? Um, all of my Texas listeners, howdy doody, how you doing? Um, so, uh, we're going to jump into it today. Uh, so, last week... And this week, actually, so far, it's only Wednesday, but after recording last week, in between recording last week and today's recording, there has been a lot of shit that has happened um, out in the world, if you will. Um, so... I just kind of want to like jump really quick. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this because honestly, I don't too particularly give a shit. But um, Lizzo, uh, I am a huge fan of Lizzo. Lost my fucking mind at ACL when she was on stage. Um, and I, I think everything that Lizzo stands for is just absolutely amazing. Like mental health, body positivity, all that jazz freaking amazing love her however um lizzo went to a lakers game whoop whoop lakers um went to a lakers game and showed her ass literally showed her ass to the entire stadium of people and then on top of showing her ass to the entire stadium of people she twerked on top of it. Um, so, <laughs> I am probably, if people see my wardrobe and people see my Instagram pictures, I'm pretty sure the more people, the more and more I do this and the more and more people start listening, the more people will start paying attention to my actual Instagram page. Um, and if you go far back enough, a couple months, maybe, 
um, you will definitely see some questionable shit on my page. Um, to any family that might be listening to this later, you guys already know, I'm naked a lot online. A lot. Um, <laughs> a tastefully naked, I guess, but, you know, nonetheless still naked. Um, it. A lot of people have been going back and forth saying that it was inappropriate for her to wear what she wore. A lot of people are saying that people are fat shaming her because if it was a skinny girl then nobody would have said anything um on one hand you have you know the skinny girls up there like the cheerleaders for one the you know cheerleaders were up there and they wear skimpy outfits and they show a lot of cleavage i have a lot of cleavage so i know i show a lot of cleavage um they they show a lot they dance and they shake it and drop it low and all that other stuff and you know all while wearing fishnets and you know really hot pants um as they used to say back in the day um so on that argument of it being like a fat shaming issue i distinctly remember and i was <laughs> i was very much so reminded on my facebook feed um, that a few years ago, uh, what's her face? Azalea Banks. Yeah. Uh, Azalea Banks wore the tackiest jean ensemble ever. Um, she felt like it was awesome to cut the ass out of her jean shorts and, you know, walk down a whatever carpet it wasn't red but uh a whatever carpet um with the ass cut out of her jean shorts i mean on on top of her doing it it's also azalea banks and she completely and totally got dragged for doing it i i don't remember if i was one of the people dragging her but i don't care for her as a person so i don't really care but um it was interesting to see the juxtaposition behind her getting dragged and behind Lizzo getting dragged. Um, I, I wouldn't even say Lizzo is getting dragged for it. It's just it's just creating a lot of discussion. Uh, also, Azalea Banks in the picture, from what I can remember, was tacky all around because you know she clearly had missed out on that uh, shea butter lotion and. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a tacky soul so yeah uh, Lizzo on the other hand is a very beautiful person on the inside and out uh, and I think she makes her risky fashion choices just like Lady Gaga she made her risky fashion choices back in the day actually she completely wore a thong and fishnets and all of that on the red carpet and people's arguments for Lizzo is that, oh, well, she was in a stadium and children were present. Also, being on national TV, on the other hand, Lady Gaga was also was on national TV. Uh, she was walking down a red carpet and <laughs> there were children present. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there were arguments on both sides of that argument as well. I have seen a couple of very questionable comments regarding Lizzo's weight uh, 
which I don't agree with. Lizzo's fucking gorgeous. Um, big, small, tall, whatever. She's gorgeous. Uh, and I think she has a really great soul. So I don't know. I don't care. It's just, it, it was a very, it was funny to me when I saw it. I didn't really think anything of it of being disrespectful or lewd or anything like that. And everyone cheered for her at the game. So who gives a fuck after that? Alrighty then. So moving on from that, um, speaking of Facebook, uh, Facebook actually a couple days ago had a very interesting, not argument per se, um, just a kind of back and forth exchange, which I kind of fell off from after a while because it was just, you know, it kind of exhausting. Um, and the thing that I'll probably spend the most talking about today's podcast is uh, Christianity and the black community. So huh, I saw a um, Instagram, I saw a Facebook post um, regarding with a friend of mine. We went to college together. Um, and she posted something that kind of posed an interesting back and forth debate. Uh, someone else we also went to college with, and we were all in the same theater group, made a comment saying that a, a lot of people actually believe in, you know, Christianity. It's, it has nothing to do with slavery. And, um, you know, it was somewhere, somewhere along the lines of that. Like, um, I'm kind of searching for it right now just to kind of get a better reference to it. But, um, yeah, so those, those were the comments that kind of went back and forth. Um, and basically on one side of the argument, it was, you know, saying, I don't like when people, you know, equate Christianity, black people and slavery together. Um, and the other half of the argument, basically saying that Christianity wasn't born in slavery. Um, and then the other half of the argument was um, saying that Christianity was basically beat into slaves. Um, and it was continuously adopted over the decades and generations, passed down, and has evolved into like this whole thing. Honestly, it's true. Christianity, and this isn't even me saying this based off of the fact that I'm pagan, like completely and totally wash out the fact that I'm pagan. For argument's sake, it's very true. Black people were brought over from Africa. They were dispersed throughout the United States, um, mostly the southern regions, um, also uh, southern countries, other southern countries like, you know, Cuba, Puerto Rico, whatever. Um, and the culture and the faith that Africans had at the time were beaten out of them, basically. Like, you're going to forget everything that you knew. You're going to forget your language. You're going to forget your name. What's your name? No, your name's not Kuta Kente. It's fucking Toby. It was basically beaten out of people, and it was said that, no, what you believe is wrong. You need to believe this because this is what the European people believe that brought you over here in the first place. So this statement, which I'm looking at it now, and it specifically says black people hate everything about slavery except Christianity. And 
it's true. Everything about slavery is completely and totally hated and talked about. And um, it is, you know, called for, you know, reparations and everything like that. Except for the fact that the the religion and the culture and everything like that was completely and totally stripped away from the slaves then. Completely and totally stripped away. Um, it, it, lots of... Lots of people adapt still kept their faith and especially in the southern countries they still kept their faith and intertwined it with other you know faiths and cultures that they were forced to believe in um like you know catholicism and uh paganism basically now it's voodoo and known in areas like louisiana specifically new orleans um so it it's one of those topics, but it, it's crazy because it's it's really one of those topics that, you know, whatever you choose to believe in, like, go ahead and believe in that. Like, it's totally fine for you to have your beliefs. And, you know, as long as you are firm in those beliefs and as long as you know where those beliefs came from, like, you can't say that you're Jewish and, you know, you're diehard Jewish and everybody in your family has been Jewish and that's all you know. Like, nobody in the Jewish community goes throughout their life and not knowing where their religion comes from or where their faith comes from. Um, so in Christianity, unfortunately, a lot of people mainly in my opinion mainly in the black community because i can personally speak on that i'm uh, mainly in the black community we only know what we've been taught in church like that's it it's like this is what the bible says and depending on what type of church you go to it depends on who is up there interpreting those words and spewing them back at you and telling you this is what the bible says and unless you sit down read it from cover to cover and completely and totally like go in do all the highlighting shit make bookmarks and all that and or you go back in time and are sitting there when the original text was written i don't personally believe and all of this is just my personal belief no one attack me in the comment section and if you do go ahead maybe we might have a really good argument about it um, or debate about it, but I personally believe that if you don't, we nobody knows a hundred percent the complete and total translation of the original Bible. The only thing that we know is what we have been taught and what has been passed down to us from generation to generation to generation. And in my opinion, it is like a game of telephone. It starts off with someone saying, I like peas, and then it ends up with pee on me, please. Like, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Somewhere in there, something, wires got crossed. People put in their own translations or they put in their own words and they said what they thought this interpretation actually meant instead of knowing exactly what it meant um 
like to be perfectly honest, you <laughs> passed down through history. We have been completely and totally celebrating the icon that has become the actual painted physical features of Jesus Christ. And in the Bible, he's not described to be that way at all. And for some people, it makes people think and it makes people wonder, hmm, maybe, maybe everything in here is not necessarily what it seems. And then other people are just like, uh, sounds about right or looks about right. And if you choose to be that type of person that's just like, sounds about right, looks about right, then you can completely and totally be that type of person. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, however, in arguments like this, and not necessarily this argument, um, but in arguments like this, especially on Facebook, people tend to have their opinions and their opinions tend to be extremely strong. And it is literally one of those situations where it's like, you're completely wrong. You're horrible for saying anything or questioning the Bible in any way. And I personally don't feel like whoever put us here, whoever created us as human beings, as the human race, did not give us this in, in an innate gift of question of having questions and of not only having these questions, but the ability to seek out the answers ourselves. We weren't given that for no fucking reason. You, you definitely have to take into account that we as human beings were given the gift of free will by whoever it is that you choose to believe in. You were given the gift of free will and you were given the gift of knowledge. And with that gift of knowledge, you can choose to go out, seek a truth, your truth, whatever, or you can sit around and just suck up what anybody else tells you through a straw and then regurgitate what you've sucked up like it's some sort of weird word vomit. Like, you can do that. But if you have chosen to do that, I personally don't feel like your your words should be taken at a higher context than someone who might be a little bit more well-versed in looking for that knowledge and willing to take in additional information or, you know, even not even just take it in and keep it, but take it in and research it for yourself. Like somebody can tell you that the sky is purple and you'd be like, eh, no, it's not purple, it's blue. But Or you could be like, oh, you know what? When the sun sets, there is kind of a purple, purplish hue to the sky due to the sun setting and then science and blah, 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 and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> um, it, it, it's just that simple for me. There are two types of people. There are the people that just take what they are given and just kind of digest that and be like, okay, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That is the way things go because that's what you say. 
And then there are the people that are like, eh, let me research this a little bit. Let me gain a little bit more knowledge for myself and then come back to this argument with a different perspective later. Not to say that anybody who was involved in this, you know, Facebook, uh, Facebook, you know, debate is, you know, one or the other. Um, it's just in my opinion, there there are those two types of people and there are two sides to that argument or three sides to the argument, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's my perspective on that. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I would love for anybody to go ahead and uh, in the comment section or on our Facebook, on my Facebook, um, the Vaginal Report Facebook, go on there after I post this and give me your thoughts on this. Um, religion is one of the most interesting things that I kind of take away with life because in a way it is one of the most mysterious to me. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Like what side of the argument are you on? Especially in relation to um, being black and being Christian or being black and not being Christian or, you know, being black and I don't know, being Buddhist, whatever, whatever it is that you believe, I would definitely love to hear your perspective on it. Because to be perfectly honest, it is a whole, it's a whole thing, definitely a whole thing. And I've had so many arguments and so many debates on Facebook. That's like the debate and argument hub of the world right now, other than Twitter. I feel like Twitter, but Twitter is a shorter exchange. Facebook, you could literally type entire books and post it in the comment section for people to thumb through and read. Um, what I don't agree with, however, is you taking someone taking their beliefs and literally trying to forcefully feed and shove them down the throats of everybody else because you read two or three books and that's what you believe in now. And everybody else should believe this because you were blind once, but now you can see. Um, it's not a fucking song. It's life. <laughs> so if that is how you chose to get through things, then let that be your getting through things. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to like completely and totally push it on everybody else. I did have a Facebook argument not too long ago, and this was a genuine argument, um, with a gentleman, again, that I went to college with. I, I love the people that I went to college with because it provides so much entertainment on Facebook um, for me. Um, but when I met this gentleman, he was completely and totally different. He was, you know, kind of a kind of a, a gym rat, you know, he was one of those people that was just like coasting through life, kind of, I think at, the, at that time, which most of us in college, you know, coast through life. Um, but, you know, he was coasting at the moment um, and he was a pretty cool person. He was a cool person to talk to, cool person to, you know, have, you know, theological conversations with. I do remember having theological conversations with him. Um, and it was never a, a, a force feed of information. It was more of an exchange. 
However, after graduating, I understand people change. I understand shit changes. I'm not the same person that I was in college. Not even the same person that I was in high school, of course, um, or middle school, anything like that. Um, but this gentleman at the time we were having this Facebook debate and it was along the same lines of this comment. It was a, uh, we need to stop following the, you know, whatever, whatever Christian, you know, stereotypes of black people. I, I don't even remember. It was a while ago. However, what I do remember out of that conversation was the fact that this person not only came off completely and totally like this is what it's supposed to be because this is what the Bible says. I've read it and I know for a fact what everything says and what it means. But he also came off extremely sexist. And the sexism part comes in because I... I put my opinion into the comment section, just like lots of other people were putting their opinions in the comment section. And I guess either my opinion made a little bit too much sense to him or it didn't make sense to him at all. Because instead of, you know, having a, a back-to-back exchange, which we were for a couple stanzas, um, this gentleman then asked to speak to my husband And he would discuss my opinion with my husband. And then he would get back to me. What? What did you say? Uh, (laughs) that was basically my reaction, although it was more like, who the fuck are you? Um... But yeah, it was a it was a very weird, awkward situation because I'm just like, you don't need to speak to anyone else about my opinion because I'm right here and I'm fucking talking to you. Uh, why would you need to speak with anybody else about my opinion? And admittedly, I got extremely upset by the comment alone. And it was just like, you know what? Like, it's... Not only, if you want to go back to the, like, 1800s or even the 20s or 50s or whatever, when it was, darling, you have no opinions, sit and look pretty, and you shall be fine, then, okay, you know, go have some fun with Michael J. Fox, get in the fucking DeLorean, go back to the 50s, and... You yourself can have a fun old fucking time there. However, at the time, this was like, what, 2018? I think it was like last year. Um, at the time, it's like, you know, women do have brains. And we also have mouths to go along with those brains. And we are allowed to express our own opinions without our husbands, boyfriends, fathers, or whatever, getting introduced to the conversation because that was what it is. Like, if you don't have a husband, then, you know, I'll speak to your father about this. One, I'm f- I'm a fucking adult. Two, I have my own mouth. I have my own brain, and I'm very capable of saying the things that I want to say uh, within this argument. And I'm very well-read, 
So <laughs> it's very easy for me to either go research something, pick up a book, go online, do some extensive research on the topic and then come back to the situation and, you know, give my opinion. But to go as far as to say, you know what, like, I, I don't like the fact that you're making sense. So let me speak to a man and maybe they'll make some sense. <laughs> um, long story short, bringing up that person, because I also had another argument with them at, where they were praising black women and putting down black women and men who decided to date outside of their race, which is fucking stupid to me. Uh, mainly, I have a sister. She is mixed race. She is a beautiful little black Armenian girl. She And she was the product of love at the time. Uh, so to say that it, it, his comment in that, I, I feel like I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but I promise you it'll loop back around. But um to say his argument was you know black women are amazing and which is true everything he was saying was completely and totally true but when you take it out of the context and say the bible says not to date outside your race i would love i would pay money for somebody to pick out the quote in the fucking bible that says that you are not allowed to date outside of your race or you shouldn't date outside of your race because that's going against God. Like, that is where it loops back around for me because that is when you are taking the words that you are reading and you are interpreting them or you are trying to interpret them as your own false narrative and you are completely and totally trying to put down someone else. And these were pictures of, you know, black men and women that have recently, recently and for their entire career, basically have done a lot for the black community, despite the fact of having white husbands and wives. I don't think that just because you are pro-black, that means you have to be anti anyone else. Like that is not the point of being pro-black that's not the point of being pro for your community you can be for your community and love someone outside of your community there is no rule there is no law there is nothing saying that you can't love someone outside of your community that shit was back in the jim crow days and it should fucking stay in the jim crow days and it shouldn't have even been a law back then um so for someone in the black community to, on one hand, try to silence a black woman for her voice, and then on the other hand, a little while down the line, you're saying, oh my God, black women are so amazing. You just don't want to hear what we have to say. So that's where it becomes a problem for me. I love my black men. I love any man black man white men whatever but i i do have a special love for black men because i understand the struggle just like a black woman understands a black man's struggle 
However, that does not that does not diminish the love or the understanding that another race might have or not another race, another ethnicity might have for you as a black man or woman. So that was my problem with that. And that's how I looped that back around. I hope you like that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was that was that argument. And that is a majority of the arguments that I have online uh, kind of equate to this uh, this mindset that just because you are pro-black, you have to be anti-everyone else. Or you have to, or not, and then saying that you're not anti-everyone else, but saying don't date outside your race because you're a sellout. No, that's not how that works. You become more of an asshole if you're telling people that they're less black because they are dating outside their race. The two don't go together, to be perfectly honest, from my opinion. Um, I've dated white guys before. I've dated Hispanic guys before. I've dated black men before. It has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I love being black and I will support anything black. I will love anything black as long as you're doing it in the right way and you're not being an asshole or a dick to everybody else. And with that, because <laughs> um, it's getting real intense here, um, but with that, uh, I'll go ahead and move on to my next subject. But again, I would love to hear your opinions on this. Feel free to leave comments underneath this post when I do post it um, or leave comments, you know, on Podbean or on iTunes, because we are on iTunes now. Thank you. Um, and let's have a meaningful, respectful discussion. And again, I reiterate respectful and meaningful discussion. Um, if you can't do that, then either don't leave a fucking comment or and keep that shit to yourself or you'll get deleted. <laughs> Simple as that. Um so second bit of, or third bit, I guess, of news. And okay, this one was super exciting to me because I have my own personal connection with this. The Pussycat Dolls are doing a reunion. Ah! I'm sorry for anybody's ears who are listening to this with headphones, but you have no idea how fucking amazing that is. Like on top of that, like, you know, I listen to a lot of different types of music, first of all. But I grew up listening to the Pussycat Dolls. I learned all the dance moves. I learned all the songs, the pitches. Me and Nicole were like, you know, here and here on our pitches, girl. Nicole, if you ever hear this, let's do this. Like, I can I can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you on the the pitchy, the pitchy parts. Like, I got it. I, I can do it. I can. Um, but yes, they're doing a reunion. And hopefully they make their stop in Texas. If they're not, then I will be extremely sad and upset. However, one thing I did notice, and I noticed this because it was it was kind of, you know, broadcast on, um, where did I say? I saw it on Wendy Williams, I think. I think I saw it on Wendy Williams Hot Topics. And they're doing the reunion, and they did their reunion, or they made, did their first performance 
uh, to announce their reunion on the X Factor, like, UK, I think. Um, And what I immediately noticed, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, all my real Pussycat Doll fans, my real PCD fans, I don't know if you really noticed this. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, Where the fuck was Melanie Thornton? Like, that is something, that's like, that's like as if Nicole Scherzinger was not there, in my opinion. And for the non-PCD fans, um, or the, you know, who the fuck is Melanie Thornton? Um, she, she was the only black girl in the group. <laughs> That's why I noticed so quickly, to be perfectly, perfectly honest. Because then, you know, you have Carmeet, you have Ashley, you have you know, Nicole, and, you know, you have, like, Nicole in her wonderfully, beautifully olive skin tone, and then you have, like, you know, Carmeet, Ashley, and, you know, Melanie, Melody was kind of the person that, you know, broke up that Melody and Nicole were the ethnic ones in the group, I guess, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, but they were the ones that had the darker skin tones in the group. So when you only see one and you don't see the other, it stands out pretty fucking much. Like, um, so literally I paused my YouTube cause that's where I watch Wendy. I don't have cable. Um, I paused my YouTube and I literally was like, where the fuck is Melody? <laughs> and I instantly got on my computer did my research i was like was she sick during this performance what the fuck happened um so apparently you know going through everything i'm not a goth this isn't a gossip blog or anything like that but she just decided that she didn't you know want to rejoin the group which i completely and totally understand um her being the second strongest singer in the group uh she didn't get featured a lot it, it was because you know people the their people, I guess, you know, pushed for Nicole more than they pushed for her because they didn't know her, um, which sucks and which is really sad because, you know, she had her little rift in buttons and I was like, oh, shit, she's going to get her own verse next. And it never fucking happened. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that was that's really saddening to me. Um, and it's really it's really disappointing because I was hoping to see the whole group back together. Um, but, you know, you take what you can get and they're going back on tour. I can't wait to go. I'm definitely going to go. Um, if they want to go back on tour with Christina Aguilera and re- relive my high school fantasy of going to go see Christina and the Pussycat Dolls together, which I did miss that concert and I cried like a little baby. Um, (laughs) if they want to relive that high school fantasy, since, you know, people are reliving high school fantasies, high school and middle school fantasies now, um, with their reunion tours and stuff, uh, Alanis Morissette, B2K, uh, Five Finger Death Punch, like My Chemical Romance, they're all going on tour now. And it's like childhood revisited. It's amazing. Um, and I'm hoping to catch at least most of those concerts. I miss B2K. It looks like that ain't never happening again. 
Um, <laughs> I don't feel like talking about that, so I'm not going to. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of drama and way too much for this episode. But yeah, so it's, it's really sad. Um, and I definitely will post a picture on my Instagram for, you know, memory's sake, because I did audition for um, the Pussycat Dolls when I was 16 years old. My grandma took me uh, to, I think it was the Hilton Hotel in Houston, uh, because we found out that day they were doing the auditions, and my grandma was like, let's go, like, you should audition um, she was my biggest pusher for, you know, re, re, like realizing my dreams. So we went down, I auditioned, I felt deep down in my soul, they were not going to accept a 16 year old. It would have been awesome. Cause I probably would have been doing this podcast with a lot more listeners right now. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was an amazing experience. I got a chance to meet Mikey Minden as he was coming out of the bathroom. And that was amazing. Like his lip gloss was popping. He was on Fleek. I don't know if they say that anymore, but I'm going to say it. He was on Fleek. Lip gloss was popping. And he came out of the bathroom and he actually talked to me. He stopped and talked to me. I was like, I got cut. And he was like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. He's like, you're so pretty. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) And that was the precipice of my 16-year-old existence at the moment. So I'll post pictures of that because I still do have that in my memory book. Yes, I had a memory book and it was made out of an old science book. That's how little friends I had back in the day. I could make a memory book out of an old science book on my spare time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'll post that up on Instagram and on Facebook. You'll see like my audition. You'll see the poster. You'll see my little... um, pussycat doll page and at the time for anybody that does remember the girl group girlicious uh later on it came out that that's what the auditions were for for the girl group girlicious which i was also obsessed with them too not as much as the pcd but um you know pretty obsessed uh but yeah i'll post that later um (laughs) uh so yeah i gotta find a better way to do like transitions and stuff like that like I, I don't want to be all cliche and corny and add like sound effects and shit, but um, I, I'm trying to bounce in between like funny topics and serious topics, funny topics, serious topic, um, serious topic uh, to, you know, the mood, uh, by the way, the mood is completely and totally set in my room. I have candles lit. I have an incense going. I think it burned out already. It did burn out already. Okay. All right. Um, But I have candles lit. The blinds are drawn. The mood is set to do my podcast thing. Um, (laughs) But uh, on a more somber note, uh, last week we did lose uh, two people, actually, that were... um, one was, I guess, historically more important than the other. Nobody's life is more important than the other. But um, historically, you know, a little bit more important than the other. Um, but uh, Juice World, uh, he passed away via seizure um, at a, I think they said it was like a LAX airport. Um, 
and also Carol Spinney. Um, he was the voice of, he was Big Bird. He was the man in the costume. Um, or, you know, he was the voice of Big Bird and he was the voice of Oscar the Grouch. Like, that one hit hard. Like, shit. Oscar taught me how to be an asshole and still have a tiny bit of a heart as well. Um, so, yeah, like, that was, that, those were two pretty big deaths that happened, um, in, in between, uh, tapings or in between, you know, recordings and everything like that. But to kind of go back to Juice World really quick, um, I have truly seen, like, you know, you see some shit when people die, you know, you see some interesting comments and you see, you know, maybe a joke or two thrown around, but it, it seemed that within hours of this boy or not boy, this young man being pronounced dead and it hitting, you know, CNN, TMZ, everything, whatever. I saw the most vile and disgusting comments and gifts and jokes being thrown around about this man dying. Like, I have never in my life been so disgusted with people over the death of someone like and it it to me it doesn't matter how you die it doesn't matter like if you were shot it doesn't matter if you were you know doing some shit you shouldn't have been doing they're dead like nonetheless like this is a life that has been you know gone that has been taken away from the world when he was just beginning life like i fucking remember when i was 21 like I was getting shit-faced in college and barely passing my classes, like, but I was living life, you know, and it, it, the jokes were being thrown around as if it wasn't a serious thing, Uh, and I guess, like, later on, it, you know, things are, have started to come out, like, maybe he popped pills before, or, you know, maybe there were drugs involved, or whatever, Um, but nonetheless, this dude had a fucking seizure at an airport and died. And I'm seeing jokes about seizures going around and I'm seeing people equating some, some challenge that happened on TikTok a while ago. Um, and it's being equated to Juice World seizure now. Like that's some disgusting shit. Like, if you are the type of human being where you can openly joke about the like somebody's untimely death like that, um, then you got some shit going on in your brain that I just can't get over. And the, the thing that I guess that shocked me and angered me honestly so much, like I was like I liked one song. Like I can't say I was like a diehard fan or everything like that. I like that one fucking song, like, I still see your shadows in my room. I I like that. Like, I love emo rap. Like, that brings me back to middle school days when I was listening to My Chemical Romance and shit and still listening to, like, you know, trap music on the side. Like, people who put that together, fucking brilliant to me. But the fact that within hours of this man dying, you people can, like, or people can just, like, joke about that shit, like, it's hilarious, like... That's kind of fucked up. Like, um, and then I know people are going to say, but Albany, 
what about Harry Weinstein? Harry Weinstein didn't fucking kill himself. Um, and Harry Weinstein was a fucking shitbag. So the juxtaposition between that is completely and totally different. However, um, regardless of, you know, anything, this kid was, he was growing as an artist. He was trying to do something slightly different, I guess, you know, than, you know, what typically is mainstream now or what is becoming mainstream now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's sad, you know, our, you know, definitely rest in peace to both Juice World and Carol Spinney. Um, yeah. So there is no really great way to, you know, transition between that. Um, although speaking of Harry Weinstein, um, not Harry Weinstein. What is, uh, did I say, is it Harry Weinstein? I, I don't know. One of the, one of the shit bags. Anyway, <laughs> one of the assholes. <laughs> so the one with the sex trafficking stuff. So this is some weird and shocking shit. Um, Prince Andrew fucking accused of having sex with two women that were being sex trafficked. Um, and one of them, he claimed he had no idea. I'm not going to spend much time on this either because I'm going to try my hardest to spend, not spend a whole lot of time talking about disgusting ass, fucked up ass people. Like I, you know, sometimes it's going to come up because I have my own opinions on that, but don't be an idiot and say you don't know somebody and you literally have a, a picture with that person. Like the, the Harry Weinsteins, the fucking Prince Andrews, the R. Kelly's of the world can eat an entire bag of dicks. Like it's, it's, I don't understand it. But it does kind of pose like this weird thought especially all those conspiracy theory people or the people who super hardly like definitely believe in the whole thing that you know rich people buy into some sick shit there you go he is an extremely rich man who bought into some sick shit um do i believe it i 100 percent believe it i he looks like a fucking pervert like Sometimes you can just spot them like they're like they're like pimples on your face. You as soon as you see it, you can't unsee it. So, you know, it's been seen and he's the fucking pimple of the British Empire right now. Um, for everyone listening, <laughs> another in, another fun transition um, for everybody listening. Uh, the full moon is on the 12th um, or it was on the 12th for those listening on Friday when this podcast comes out. Um, and um, just to give everybody a little bit of insight on full moons, you know, have fun with them. They're for you to have fun with. Uh, I myself am probably going to make some full moon, uh, full moon milk. Um, and it, it's not as, you know, magical as it fucking sounds. It's almond milk <laughs> uh it's almond milk with uh lavender it's infused with lavender and it's got you know a little 
little crescent moon uh, shaped with lavender on it. I'll post a picture if I actually do it. Um, but yeah, so, um, and then Friday the 13th, because this podcast is going to come out on Friday the 13th. Yes. And don't kick a black cat because then you're an asshole. Um, I have a black cat. <laughs> I have a black cat and a white cat. But, um, yeah, it's, I love Friday the 13th. And not just the movie. I just, I love it. It's, it's a really funny day to watch the highly suspicious people kind of go around tiptoeing and, you know, hoping that, you know, everything is going to be uh, <laughs> good for them. It's kind of entertaining to watch. But um, so when this podcast does come out, it will be Friday the 13th. The full moon was the night before. That is kind of a cool thing, actually. So if you if you you know, practice magic or Wicca or anything like that. Um, the correspondence between the full moon and Friday the 13th is uh, a pretty, you know, lucky thing. Uh, a couple spells you could do, like you could do like a cleansing bath. Um, you could always do, and especially on Friday the 13th or on, you know, today when you're listening to this, um, you can do a cleansing bath, like a moon bath, because, you know, you could still get some of those magical uh, remnants of the full moon from the night before. Um, or you can do it, you know, at midnight when it's, you know, on the cusp um, of both. It twicks in between of both. It's actually a pretty magical and powerful hour. Um, you, can do a, you can do your moon milk. Um, today you can, uh, your full moon milk. You can also do like a luck spell for Friday the 13th. If you are super suspicious and, uh, stuff like that, just don't fucking kick a black cat. Don't do it. It's horrible. You're a bad person if you do that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and close this out because this has been a really intense you know, first official episode, like, shit, I'm sweating in here, maybe it's because I have so many candles lit, next time I'll lower the candle count in my room and turn the heat off, um, make sure you go online and like, follow, and comment, etc, 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 um, we, I am on Facebook and Instagram, still no Twitter. I completely and totally forgot, haven't done it yet. Um, <laughs> still no Twitter. So, uh, yeah, go online, like the episode, like this on Podbean, like while I have people downloading it and everything like that, which I'm super grateful for. Thank you. Think blah, 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 blah. Super grateful for. Thank you so very much. Uh, don't forget to like the episode as well. Likes matter. They do. Um, follow on Podbean so you can get all the nice little updates. And uh, follow on Instagram. Follow on Facebook. Um, make sure you give everything a thumbs up. Share it. Share it. Share it. If you know me and you love me, you will share this podcast. I'm going to throw my witchy magical juju ju -ju 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 out there and implore you to like, follow, and share this podcast. I say it again. Like, follow, podcast.
the vaginal report (laughs) have a good day guys this has been a rabbit hole production